0: The live is a concern sometimes, though, because sometimes we say things and then we're like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: Why did we say that? <laughs> Why would we say that thing? Oh, yeah, because we're idiots. Right. Not all the time, but <laughs> I think we're ready. Are we in there? Yeah, we cool, are. Cool, cool, cool. green, oh, green. man. <laughs> what are you nervous about? Just life. Oh, okay. Incorporated in
2: eight.
1: Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff, and we're happy to be here. Are we? Very okay. <laughs> <laughs> With us today, and we're going to get right into this because I'm super stoked. Uh, is a is a. Is a <laughs>
0: I love that. How excited you are! I know. I am like
1: super, super stoked on this one. So we are here today with Ross Allison, the president and the founder of Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle-Tacoma. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. So now this is this is super cool because. We're recording today at the Union Club in Tacoma, which I am 100% sure... And I love them. They're amazing. A great co-working space. But I'm pretty sure they're, it's haunted here. Like, I, I, I we've had... We've had incidences uh, here right. with ourselves and yep. actual things that have gone on. So I, I'm really stoked to have you here to talk with you just about the history of what you've done, what you've done in Tacoma and Seattle, and uh, what, you have, uh, uh, what you have coming up uh, in, the, in the near future. So thank you so much for being here. Well, it's an honor to be here. And if people are interested, you can go check out aghost.org, which is just, you know, advanced ghost hunters of Seattle and Tacoma right there. Boom, aghost.org. You can go check it out. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to us on our Discord. And uh, if you can find all of our stuff, you can do so at gritcitypodcast.com, where we have links where you can listen live or uh, just interact with us all the time. Uh, Links to our Patreon and all of that stuff there as well. So uh, uh, go check all that stuff out. Yes. And I just wanted to get right into this too because let's start this off because you are from the Seattle Tacoma area. Yes. Graduated from uh, uh, UW and TCC, which
3: I've. uh, I actually lectured there. Oh, you lectured there? Yeah, I lectured in, and taught classes there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even better than Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um from being in this area was what what kind of got you into um wanting to um Hunt ghosts or be involved with the paranormal in the first place,
3: I blame my mother, oh really yes yes, there are some things you can 't blame your parents for, <laughs> yeah, so uh, my mother uh, loves ghost stories, so I grew up listening to all these stories that she 'd find uh, you know in the newspapers and and magazines, and she would love to sit me and my sisters down and, and tell us ghost stories and so that 's what really you know intrigued me and got this started because I became very fascinated with these stories, and I just wanted to know you know does this stuff really happen? do people? Yeah really experience this. So that fascination with ghosts just continued on through my life. You know, I had to watch every, you know, ghost movie <laughs> out there, you know, from, you know, the entity and, you know, Amityville horror and oh, all gosh, that stuff, yeah. you know, I loved all that stuff. And it just, uh, when I had moved to California for a short time, um, I decided to take the opportunity to get involved because there were a few big names out there that were, you know, teaching classes like Lloyd Auerbach and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, you know, I want to see what's going on and really get get my hands wet in this. And that just kind of took it off from there. And when I moved back to Washington, I decided to start my own group. Because you know, it was one of those things that I, I wanted to continue the field, and it wasn't popular then. This is before the ghost hunting shows. Oh, gosh, yeah, you know, they didn't exist.
1: The only thing out <laughs> there would be like the special episodes, like Unsolved Mysteries. exactly. And you'd have to
3: wait for like eight or nine
1: mm-hmm. episodes of like uh, all of the terrible ones, like the murder and all this stuff, the missing people, just to
3: get that one that is the ghost stories, exactly, <laughs> or in search of you know, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. You absolutely. Know? So um, when I had moved back to Washington, uh, it was around Halloween – uh, of 2000 and I, I really wanted to do some ghost hunting but you know I, I, there was no ghost hunting groups to get involved with or anything like that so I just ended up calling all my buddies and said hey guys there's <laughs> a great cemetery down the street let's go check it out and they're like yeah let's do that let's but do let's all hit the bars first yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 bunch of drunks in the cemetery <laughs> not a good thing oh, <laughs> you know? oh yeah right <laughs> so you know a friend of mine just said you know why don't you just start your own group So so I did I started a ghost, and it just took off from there. That's amazing, and I mean, yeah,
1: going strong for 22 years. Mm -hmm. Like, congratulations! They do has launched you into being able to do all sorts of things, being on television, and even just uh, you know, like you're talking about lecturing and experiencing everything with this whole group, like. It's got to be fun to be able to have this be a passion and then being able to turn it into something where you can live off of, explore the entire world, and go see things that you may never have been able to see otherwise.
3: Yeah. If if you would have told me, you know, 20 years earlier that, you know, I'd be the only full time ghost hunter in the Northwest, I would have laughed at you, you know? That
1: seems crazy to me. It does. It does. I mean, and we've had some, we've had a lot of friends who have done ghost tours, especially in Tacoma and um it's been like one of those things where there's a history here that i've always loved and having worked downtown in a couple of different places and having having some experiences i've talked about the union club here but i mean i've also worked down at the uh, department of assigned council as a security guard back in the day oh wow and there's like one there's like one floor there that's just like the creepiest floor i've ever been on in my life i don't know if it maybe is my anxiety or something <laughs> along those lines and it's like one of those things you got to kind of like figure out and kind of deal with with, but I've always been very intrigued by the paranormal. So it's been
3: one of those things where it's been,
1: you know, kind of scary sometimes, but it's also exciting.
3: Yes. Yes. And and it's one of those things that, you know, people always tend to think, you know, when they ask me, you know, you got to be really brave to do this. And people don't realize that, you know, with ghost hunting, it's all about being in the right place at the right time. You can't always expect, you know, disembodied voices to, t- to tell you to get the hell out or, you know, things being thrown at you. A lot of times it's just sitting, waiting patiently for something to happen. And it, and it doesn't always happen. You know, mm-hmm. I know TV makes it seem really exciting, but um, it's a lot of patience and a lot of, you know, returning to some places and hoping that you can, you know, have some sort of Interaction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. See, yeah. it sounds
0: a lot like fishing to me. And I don't know if I have the patience for either one. That might be half Aww. my problem.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I'm probably the skeptic out of the group, uh, honestly. Um, and these two guys, they, hey, they're and full and they're I appreciate full on that. In, right? I totally appreciate that because we need skepticism to help us go down the correct path. Yeah, and I've honestly um, – was just talking about uh, places locally, the
0: union club here is, is one of the only places I've ever um, – had an experience right like and it, it experiences I just thought I saw someone walk by in front of me right and nobody was there mm-hmm. um, but like other than that we've we've all been to like haunted places around and I don't know. I've never seen anything. Have
3: you, But you know, for me, your experience makes it more valid because you're looking at somebody who, who doesn't believe or isn't sure what to believe. And then when you have those unique encounters, it just kind of opens your mind a little bit more. And it just, you know, for me, it's like, it adds value to these experiences that people have because there's a lot of people out there that, that, claim to see ghosts all the time sure. mm-hmm. you know i wish i was one of those people but <laughs> i don't and it's just I, I love to hear you know a, a skeptic's point of view sure. when it comes to these experiences because I, I really feel that you know when you have that unique experience that you can't explain you know we can't say yes it was a ghost but you had something interesting thing you know sure. happen yeah. you don't know what it was and that just gives us a little more fuel to go into. It's like, okay, let, let's see. There may be something to this. I
0: say six you know? skeptical, but I'm also like the biggest like conspiracy <laughs> weird nerd. Here. I'm also like flat earth guys and aliens and like hollow earth. I'm all in for most yeah. of that stuff. I don't believe it, but I'd love to hear about okay. it. So um, I also listen to to many many um, ghosts. Podcasts and watch videos. I was watching some of yours on YouTube. You have been around for a long time on uh, YouTube, you guys. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was impressed, honestly. I told these guys as soon as I walked in, I was like, Man, they've
3: been out there for years. Um so you guys have been doing this for a really long time. Oh yeah. Like locally oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. We were the first to do a lot of, you know, stuff when it came to ghosts in the northwest. So that was a huge honor.
1: Now you started off, you know, getting a little hammered and going out to a cemetery and stuff like that. Eventually you want to graduate to locations. And one of my questions would be on that would be how do you approach a place or do they approach you in terms of we think that there's something you know history says that something happened at this place maybe that's why you want to go there like how how do see, you say how hey, can we get you yeah, into the union yeah, club Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also it's like how do you approach a place and say i want to i want to you know spend the night here and see if there's something here
3: well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, a lot of places, especially in the beginning, it was pursuing locations. As we started to become more popular, because again, we were the first to do this, uh, then you get a lot of phone calls, you know, asking for our services, and that ended up leading into a lot of private investigations, you know, private homes. Um, so that kept me busy for quite some time. So I didn't always have the opportunity to pursue places like this, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to understand when I started my group, um, this place was shut down down right. you know there was nothing going on here you know we're still yeah. dealing with you know the elks club was still abandoned at the time
1: gosh yeah and that's what it's been mcminimans has been there for two three years now I think Maybe it's been a
3: little bit more than that maybe it's sad yeah. you know
1: losing those two years <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: just ruins everything with that so it's oh, yeah. been here for a while now so yeah that aspect Damn, you know, and when I was writing uh, Tacoma's haunted history, you know, we wanted to get into these places, and and I always like to write about my experiences, not just fair enough hearsay, sure, Sure. you know, because you'll hear a lot of stories about ghosts or this place being haunted, but you know, you like to have something to validate those stories, and personal experiences help with that. And I didn't get that opportunity. So it's kind of mm. cool to be in this place right now. Oh, yeah. yeah and we should just, give him the tour before he leaves. So oh, 100%. Like, yeah, downstairs. we'll show you some of the stuff.
1: Like Because they've turned... I mean, this place was built uh, in 1888, You know, before Tacoma was an actual city. Mm-hmm. It has done some amazing things over the course of being the actual union club, to being a restaurant, to now this co-working space. And it was um, it's just kind of cool just the fact that they've been doing a ton of remodeling and it, they're finding like more space, like just more like rooms. It's like every like old Tacoma house, first off, has usually the tiny narrow staircases. This is one of the few that doesn't actually have that, um, but just like so much room in it. And mm-hmm. I love all that. All the way up to the the attic, which they're... Or not the attic. I guess maybe. Yeah, it would be, I guess attics, maybe be attic. Maybe the attic. They found kind of like a strange mural up there. And oh, are, wow. we're trying to talk with uh, uh, with our buddy uh, who runs uh, a lot of the events to get us up there before they do anything to that stuff. Maybe we can do a ghost hunt someday. Right. Oh, dude. See, yeah, you're talking my <laughs> language on that.
0: We've been threatening a ghost hunt for, what, a year probably? Yeah. Easily yeah. now. Like, yeah. Brogan, uh, our, our, our other partner who isn't here today um him and i did one way back in the day down at brandy's attic with um the tacoma ghost tours guy uh uh andrew andrew yeah. who was here um and and it was super fun it, it, we had a great time but we haven't done one together all four of us no and we've been threatening manresa castle yeah in uh Port
3: Townsend, yep, Port done that Townsend. one. Yeah, I was, I was have the first you been to there? investigate that place. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh,
1: okay, so you know the history of that place, no, and I'm we've not. been yeah. there a couple times. Um, each of us have been there like, for like yeah, separately yeah. for like anniversaries or something. So we want to kind of do that investigation type aspect. What was that like for you? Because if people don't know, it's a it's literally like a castle out in Port Townsend that is now a hotel. A couple of great bars. The food and the yes. drinks are amazing yep. there, and uh, we've all stayed there. But yeah, so how did you like? How how are you able to get down there?
3: Well, luckily there? for us, it was right after it aired on Haunted History. Okay, yeah. Haunted yeah. History did an episode of it. And so we're like, oh, my God, that's just right in our backyard. Right. You know, I'll go check it out. And so they were very open to it to actually have an investigation because no one's investigated it. Yeah, You know, there was just stories. It was known to be a haunted location. And that's why Haunted History went out and, and did their uh, episode there. Uh, so it was kind of cool to be the first to actually investigate that place. But um, – i, I kind of have to be honest with you guys because you know i take this field very seriously totally and when yeah. we um you know went there to do our initial investigation i sat down with a regional manager and i said you know we'd like to you know you know talk about some of the ghost stories and, and the first thing he said to me do you want the real stories or the fake ones uh-huh. oh and i was like well of course i want the real stories yeah so come to find out, and, and this is a very unfortunate situation because a lot of television shows run off these stories. Mm-hmm. The monk story is not real. It's okay. That was like because it, like, it was like
1: a, a whole monk thing that hang, hanged Itself, himself there. Right, right. That was the one that had always uh, uh, kind of attracted everyone. That was the big one. Right. And then goes into like with like a, the nunnery or the school for nuns and stuff like that yeah, as well. And then
3: there was the, the young girl who jumped from the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, those stories are not real. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, wow, okay. Now, don't get My me room wrong, wasn't uh, the <laughs> place is haunted. You know, that's what started a lot of this stuff, is, you know, they people were experiencing stuff there. Sure. Um, what happened was, um, of course, people would have these experiences in their rooms and they'd immediately go down to the bar and have a drink and start talking to the bartender. Mm-hmm. And the bartender co- got tired of people asking, well, who is it? And so he was the one who made up the stories about the monk. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So somebody
1: wants a story. Let's give them a story. And of course it's those
3: ones that catch fire. And then exactly. So, (laughs) you know, that was the, the troublesome thing is like those stories are continuing to, to show up on a lot of the television shows. And, you know, there is something happening there. We don't know exactly who or why it's haunted, but I always have to tell people those stories about the monk and the woman killing herself because her lover didn't come get her. Right. Yeah. Are not real, So that's fantastic. It just, and just, um, I guess, for a little perspective, I stayed
0: there and I stayed in, in the room.
1: Yeah, room 304. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: one of those that the, the, the girl was supposed to be in, right? And I, I, I didn't know it was supposed to be haunted. I didn't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> and I had a great time. I had no experiences. I had no problems at all. Um So it makes, and that's why I said, oh, my room wasn't even haunted, right? Because it, that's the the room that that was supposed to happen. In. Mm-hmm. So it makes and the funniest
1: problems. part was the whole time, like, he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm in this room. And they're like, oh, yeah, this, that's one of the rooms. So I'm immediately looking online and I'm like, oh, say hi to Kate. Start talking to Kate. Like, immediately. And he's like, there's nothing. I'm like, oh, you just didn't do it right. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the fact that you're able to kind of being able to discern uh, fact from fiction at this point in time, mm-hmm. because it's one of those where n- you never know. And just getting back to the backstory of that is pretty, pretty amazing on that aspect.
3: Yeah. And like I said, there is stuff happening there. People have reported, you know, ghost stories. That's how it's got its title of being the most hot in place in Port Townsend. Sure. Um, so there are things happening. And we did have experiences there. I just couldn't tell you who it is or, right. you know, why. Because it's still very limited information that we receive even when we're trying to communicate with the other side. Uh,
1: kind of expand a little bit about experiences. When you're going, is it, like, because we do, we see uh, on television all the time, like, they'll have, you know, the, the, the meters, or you'll have the specific coldness in a room, or is it something more along the lines of just, like, a feeling washing over you? Because I've had that before, where mm-hmm. it's just, you just feel
3: there's something different in a room. What, right. what is it for you? For me, it, I've always been more scientifically involved Okay, no, I want more proof. And it's very hard to validate proof just from a personal experience. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's always about, you know, what kind of readings can we get? You know, people need to understand that there is no such thing as a ghost meter. There's nothing out there that's going to tell you, yes, well, you have, we have a ghost. I know. To I know. I us. It's worked in here. <laughs> it worked. actually has. We've had some, <laughs> it sounds funny, but
0: Jeff will tell you. We've. Uh,
2: we've, we've... And it's one of things, yeah, I, I couldn't prove it. And, and like, 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 like you said, I don't believe these work. As what they're sold or, or to work as, you know, but it's weird when it when you gasp out loud and then it says gasp <laughs> after, well. after after I gasp because it an- it answered a question I asked before it and I went. <gasps> Anyway,
3: gasp. Okay. Do you want me to burst your bubble on this? Please, please. (laughs)
2: And and I'd say, no, you're wrong, sir.
3: Let's let's duke it out. Let's take it outside. All right. But um, people need to understand that a lot of the devices that are being developed today, especially when it comes to apps on your phone, right. mm-hmm. they're utilizing voice recognition.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, so
3: when it, it hears things and it will repeat things, mm-hmm. they're using GPS so that will tell you it knows exactly oh. where it is so if it's a registered haunted location it's oh. already got pre-programmed what? words that it will oh, say you know, like,
2: databases that is
0: mar- a great, but uh, not a great a done idea, yet,
2: idea did you trademark this because I'd be yeah I'd do oh, be happen. Happen. why don't we have still happen. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like fuck yeah <laughs> well,
3: but you know and, and then too you know they've got apps that will take pictures of ghosts because they already have the ghosts right. already pre-printed in the in the app you know or even you know uh recording apps that will do evps they already have pre-recorded audio that'll be blended into the recording so you believe you're actually communicating Can with you
0: honestly though because i'm i again i'm the guy that likes all the conspiracy theories right so um i i'm a big bigfoot i love the story of bigfoot and um even i i feel like no matter no matter what kind of video evidence you get of bigfoot nobody's gonna believe it yeah ever I, and I feel like um, ghosts and spirits are the same way. No you're absolutely
3: right. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. You know I mean?
2: If it looks too good, it's fake. And if it's too blurry, it, it's, it's fake. Then it's right. Also right. fake. Yeah. And,
3: and that is a big problem that we face in this field is there is far too much uh, suggestive evidence out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not enough people are really challenging themselves as ghost hunters or even any type of paranormal investigator. You know, and and the sad fact is society makes it too easy for us. You know, we don't challenge these people who are claiming to be investigators. Um, We'll take, you know, whatever they want to hand us and say, oh, this is evidence and say, oh, yeah, that's evidence. That's great. That's that's amazing. And that's where I really try to, to take it a step further. You know, I want to have more than just, you know, a disembodied voice that I say is an EVP. I'd like to have more to validate that. You know, was there a certain reading that happened at that exact same moment? That's the biggest problem is, you know, so many people are focused on one piece of data when really we should be focusing on multiple pieces of data to validate that one encounter. And that's what we really need to do, but nobody wants to do it. We're dealing with a very lazy society now, you know, because now (laughs) we have apps that do our work for us. Hell yeah. You know, that's the thing. (laughs) You know, Uh, and it makes it exciting. I I get it. It really does. It it makes it sexy. You know, television shows make it exciting as well. But. To be honest with you guys it's pretty boring work God, it's true. tedious boring work that of you course. have to sit around and watch paint dry but there has to know? be there
0: has to be sometimes when you heard oh, something yeah. where you're like holy shit! Yeah, did you just hear that yeah that's it it's it those be, moments right. well, yeah, there where it,
3: where you know you got to be totally something yeah. and <laughs> you're like how do i validate this now sure you know, when you're sitting in a controlled environment and you're doing an EVP session, and I'm assuming you guys know what EVP is, right? Electronic voice phenomena. Yes. 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 The voices that appear on recorders that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So when you know you're in a room, you're quiet, all right? You ask one direct question, you're quiet after that. But then when you play back your recording and there is a direct response to that question, mm-hmm. how do you prove that? Yeah. You know, that's the types of things that make this amazing because, you know, there's something there, but we're just not quite able to reach it just yet. And
1: you're willing at that point in time, you're not willing just to accept that one thing there because you're bringing in other equipment. Like you said, like what other type of equipment kind of helps, I guess, uh, uh, validate um, the experience?
3: Well, You know, like I said earlier, there's no such thing as a device that proves that Mm -hmm. there's a ghost. You know, the best that we can do as paranormal investigators is we take all kinds of devices that help us to read the environment. Let us know if there's changes in the environment, such as temperature, EMF, you know, light sensors, anything that could just say that there was something that happened at this moment that we can't explain. And that's really the best we can do at this point. Mm-hmm. Until we have a better understanding what a ghost is, yeah. what a ghost is made of, we can't, you know, produce that perfect device and say, yes, this is a ghost you know we still have to explore that
1: and that's kind of I mean that's even branches off into a whole other thing that I know that I wanted to bring up as well is like he's like what is a ghost because like I was even just talking with Jeff beforehand and like I have like three f- theories right now that I am willing to believe like I don't know so if one of these became you know whatever it would be like oh I accept this oh, would be, can I we hear your theory
0: yes
2: oh absolutely awesome. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. yeah let's do like, it
1: so the first theory is they are um, they are people of passed on and are stuck in this trying to complete a thing to move on to the next one. Right, the most common one. Yes. Uh, The next theory I have is that these are traumatic... Uh, traumatic events where extreme emotion has occurred and these are imprints. So they're not sentient. They're just essentially like kind of slides that would be replaying residual hauntings. Yes. And see, all these like, I already know like, and, um, and then the third one is kind of like, just like the interstellar theory, like fifth, fifth dimension, mm-hmm. actual entities that we can't see or interact with because of the limits of our own, our own perceptions. Mm-hmm. So those are the th- big three that I'm like, if somehow, you know, somebody came down, was able to, you know, give us the PowerPoint and let us know everything and how this all works, and then show how it works. I would accept all of those, and obviously anything else that happens. But those are the ones that are big for me.
3: Right, right. And, and I, I would have to agree with uh, those as well. You know, I've heard those theories as well. And but the problem with residual hauntings, and I do believe there are residual hauntings. I do believe that there there's something in the environment that can record some of these emotional events mm-hmm. that. Just play themselves out over and over again. But that doesn't explain when you have a direct response. You know, when you go into a haunted location and you say, okay, if there's somebody here, can you please knock three times? And it knocks three times. Mm-hmm. That's not a residual haunting. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. something intelligent responding to you. So, you know, and again, I don't have all the answers, you know, granted I've been doing this for you know 30 years now, a little bit more, maybe um, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I'm very, I think my secret to my success is I'm just very open and honest yeah. about this field. And um, I would like to have a better understanding of what's going on. And I think that's what drives me is when I have those unique experiences that I can't explain for myself that just says, okay, I need to continue with this. I need to find out how did that happen. And I think that's what keeps me going. And, I, you know, as to what a ghost is, again, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still a guessing game. We're still at the very beginning of the race. And I know there's a lot of people out there that will tell you, you know, I know what a ghost is and this is what it is and you need to believe me. But... (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you can, you can go on faith that, and that's basically what it is. Sure. Yeah. You know, just like religion, you know, you have your beliefs and you go with your, your faith yeah. in that belief. And, and that's great, but I just want to challenge that a little bit more. I want to, actually have some concrete evidence something a little more scientific to you know prove ghosts or disprove ghosts you know we, Me we don't too. know yet I agree with him
1: yes <laughs> well and that even just kind of leads into I was just thinking about the fact that you've done lectures you've taught and uh, have you done like a convention like the convention scenes oh, or yeah. anything like that. okay oh, I would oh, imagine all, as yeah, such yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you would have to like a, I mean almost I don't know how if it's do you just kind of smile and nod if somebody uh, like uh, pours it out or are you truthful with them when they're explaining their experience experiences and you like because there's some people who are very extremely passionate about stuff and i would especially in the convention scene and it would just i I don't know i'm not the kind of person who could just be like well here's the deal and break their heart
3: you know (laughs) it it, it is a tough one because you know it the hardest part is when you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with grief yeah okay you know and they want to believe that they're communicating with their their loved one that just recently passed. That's where something you kind of have to let them go down their own journey, you know. They they're they're still in the healing process. And if they come to me and say, "Hey, I pulled out a a, a phone app and, you know, I was talking to my my dead wife, you yeah. know, or my dead child." And I I'm not going to put myself in that position to you know, hurt them in that situation because they need to heal. Yeah. You know? um, But if it's a situation where I'm dealing with somebody who is wanting to be in this field Mm -hmm. and is, you know, trying to communicate with the other side or prove that they're, you know, you know, encountering ghosts, I want to make sure that they're doing it correctly because if they're going to be out there representing the field of paranormal research, you know i want to make sure that they know everything that they're getting involved in you know if they're going to be depending on their apps i will be honest with them and say hey here's the deal with the apps you <laughs> know good, I, i'm it's, sorry it's a good uh, no, call too yeah, because
1: even at talk. that aspect too if they're getting into this field at, at anything and it'll be like oh well no i talked to you know ross and it was fine right. and it was all great and it was okay and then it'll be like that could hurt your your own image right. uh, at that aspect so right. you have to be a hundred percent above sure. boards I do.
3: And and it's a tough one because I I get into a lot of arguments with people. And, you know, a lot of people, I hate to say it, but I I piss them off, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, they really want to believe in certain devices. And I have to tell them, you know, I'm sorry. You know, if you were to submit that as evidence to anybody in the scientific field, they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. And we need to apply more credibility to this field. We really do. No, I'm not saying that. You know, if you're going to go into a haunted place, you will probably experience something paranormal. But we just have to be careful on what we choose, you know, as true evidence or that's, possible evidence.
1: That's a that's a solid point on that. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
0: that's the way to do it. Yeah, anecdotal stuff just goes so far, right? And and you, you're never going to prove to any kind of skeptic or especially scientific
3: skeptics mm-hmm. you're never going to prove anything to them unless you have something measurable exactly and of course even sometimes that is going to be questionable oh, because yeah. they have to experience it for themselves 100 percent, 100 percent. well i mean you look, know. Uh, ufos again back to my dumb conspiracy theory right but
0: like in the last year or two like the government's basically said yeah there's ufos here's a bunch of videos we have all these things on sensors like look Here's a bunch of stuff. And
1: people are still like,
0: meh, really? Yeah. <laughs> are <laughs> they really, though?
1: Well, and, then, like, and the whole thing on that also is, like, UFO doesn't mean alien. It's no. just it's no. unidentified exactly. object. Sure, And they're exactly. just showing, yes, this is what we have classified right. but, as
0: unidentified. But people still don't even believe, like, the videos they've seen. Like, yeah. I, I've literally heard people say, well, you know, show me that those sensors were, you know, calibrated. Oh, and you're like, like, sir, right.
1: you don't know. Yeah, like, it's like you know one I mean? of those things, like, you don't know how the mechanical works on that. Well, but it's I'm- just... <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be people like
3: that. The biggest problem that we have in today's technology is it's so easy to manipulate this stuff sure. now yeah a toddler can edit a video you know and I know. and put ghosts in it <laughs> you know that, that's that's yes. how easy it is for folks right? and unfortunately there are a lot of people out there that will do that stuff purposely for attention well, oh have yeah. you, did you guys yeah. see the video you know? of the,
0: the mermaid lately <laughs> no there's there's a video it just did you see it jack i did oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, they have a video of a bunch of people standing around like half fish half person Oh. supposedly rolled up on the shore in uh, like Africa somewhere. Yeah. I think they were saying, right?
2: Right. Well, they, there, there's also another one where a lady gets with her with her cell phone and it's like in the middle of a lake in like oh. downtown LA or oh, something
0: Oh, no. This like one was that, like in the sand and people are like, standing around it and you can see like half a body, like fish, This is half really a good person-wide. CGI at this point. Well, I that's... Mean. Like I'll just saying be saying fine. the same would, thing right there. But it, everything looks so real, like you almost can't believe right. anything that comes out. No, right? yeah. That's why I like the idea of multiple. You have multiple things, like yeah. an EVP and you know maybe thermal showing something, or even multiple EVPs. you know multiple recordings of the same thing. I think that's it's hard to fake when you have you know five cameras on one thing, like. Well, even people were saying well. Well, the Will Smith slap was fake. <laughs> were
1: they <really>? were they <laughs> really? Of course, of course. Well, I mean, maybe they thought it was a comedy band at the beginning until well, you hear the tone yeah. of his voice. But, has, like, oh, even
2: creative, though, I would set something like up. Even if it took five, all it needs is five friends with cell phones and say, just shoot this you're from right. this angle and send it to me when you're done. You're right. And I, I have nope. a...
3: Well, I, the, yeah. The other big problem we have is the social media uh, setup where people are making money by having subscribers. So now they are going to be faking a lot of stuff to get those subscribers. You're not even really here right now. We're faking an interview. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. I'm just kidding. How, How much did you pay me to play Ross Allison? <laughs> <laughs> Which I really, I
1: mean, seriously, again, thank you coming out for coming out today. Uh, we're down at the Union Club. You can check out more stuff at aghost.org for the Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle-Tacoma. And again, Becca's amazing, so we put all the links up on all of our pages and all of that. We were uh, seriously, like, super stoked to have you here to be able to have you talk about all this getting more into like you're talking about the media and working with the media you've been out there you've been on TV you've done some stuff so what is that what is it like when it's like that romanticism (laughs) Oh, and uh, trying to fight that romanticism, <laughs> but still, you know, interacting with uh, with that form of media.
3: Right, it, it is a tough call because, um, you know, one of the things is uh, I, I've experienced the fact that I've been cut from shows because I wouldn't lie about my experiences. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay, oh yeah. And that's what the the thing is, you know, I just want to be honest with people, folks, you know, that I was, you know, being interviewed for a show that I was supposed to be on, um, you know, when they're interviewing me, they're like, okay, that's a great story. But can you make it scarier? And I refuse, you know, <laughs> could they, could you at least tell us that uh, you'll never come back to this place? I'm not going to go on national television and say, I'm too afraid to come back to this place. You know, as a ghost whole, yeah, I know, Yeah, you're
1: you know? your entire, like, livelihood. It, it was just on ridiculous, like,
3: you uh-huh. know, and I, I refused. And sure enough, they cut me from the show, oh, wow. and that's fine. You know, I've been offered to have my own television shows in the past, and I refuse to do them because, you know, people don't see that. And, in, in you know, the contracts, you know, you don't realize that when you're, you sign on for these shows, you don't have the control. You know, it's the producers, it's the directors, it's the networks. Mm -hmm. And if they want something to happen, you make it happen. Well, and it's you just know? thinking about just uh, the reality shows where
1: they always have the villain. And you're wondering, it's like, how is this person such a piece of crap? And they're around the whole time. And you're like, oh, because they're <laughs> literally taking things out of order and just placing them as they need to. Exactly. It's entertainment. And they want it to, again, they want
3: to get the ratings. And right. so Assisted when they've monetized it, rating. man. And Assisted people, reality now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is people don't realize that reality TV is not reality TV. No. You know, a lot of the stuff does get scripted. A lot of the stuff does uh, fall on the magic of editing. And so it is a tough field to be in. You know, I've been uh, on a ton of shows. Um, so I, I know what happens in the background. You know, I've been in guest investigators on, you know, so many shows. Um, and sometimes, you know, they do edit things just to tell a better story. And It's frustrating. Um, but I understand, you know, if it wasn't for television today, you know, I'd still be in the closet as a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it has helped me quite a bit to to come out and say, yeah, I, I'm a ghost hunter. I, you know, do as a, as a full-time gig now. Um, it's opened a lot of doors, but it's also shut a lot of doors for us as well. Because, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. when I started A Ghost, we were one out of 100 groups nationally. And probably wow. half of those groups were active. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now each state can easily have over a hundred groups plus. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how competitive it's gotten. You know, and we're here and, just wanting to casually walk co- up on people <laughs> with yeah. like, probably get like asked about it a billion times. So yeah. yeah. And, and I have to say, it's not competitive in the positive way either. You no, know, a yeah. lot of these oh, groups get very territorial. You know, they get to hoarding. You know, locations. They get to hoarding. You know, evidence. And I've always told people we need to share. Yeah, You know, we yeah. need to have access to multiple places because I've always said if one group goes in and investigates a place and they walk away with, you know, a, a great EVP and then another team goes in and investigates it and they walk away with a very similar EVP, it just builds credibility for both teams. Yeah, it's about the and data. And for the location as well. yeah. And that's the biggest problem is so many people are in this for the wrong reasons. Could you, know? you imagine what it would do for the industry
0: if if just one – like if if you get a couple of people together and one thing actually rings true through three or four – Different no. teams, right? It would do. It would. It would
2: blow up the industry. Yeah, exactly. we got a coaster question.
1: Oh, oh we got a coaster question. Yeah. So,
2: from the Discord, what do we got, Jeff? We got. I was going to yell. We got one. Like from the <laughs> coaster. <laughs> t- <laughs> it's from it's from Al, and Al asks. Um, he says, "What is our guest's best personal?" Ghost encounter.
1: Ooh. 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 Going for the best right here uh, from yeah, our listeners. There,
3: there's two that I that I, I talk about on uh, a lot of shows. And I, I will share my uh, more recent one. Ooh, um, nice. I was investigating um, the Bel Air House in Bel Air, Ohio. And I was invited out there to do a, a lecture at a conference. So I was the first to arrive. Um, they picked me up at the airport and they took me to this house and it's been featured on a few television shows. But I'll be honest, I don't watch the shows anymore. <laughs> you know, when you find yourself yelling at the TV constantly, yeah. it's like, <laughs> no more. You know? I feel, yeah, I feel. So, so I was unaware of this, you know, this house and its history. Um, but I was the first to arrive. They dropped me off at the house. I was alone at the house. And I, you know, did my own little, you know, personal investigation without knowing any of its history. Now, I was supposed to be um, also joined by a couple other of my colleagues, uh, Dave and David. And But the problem was, is uh, Dave was having car trouble. He had a, a, a slow leak in his tire. So... When he went to go pick up David at the airport, um, he had to stop like every 30 miles to fill up the air. So (laughs) I was there almost all night. They didn't show up till like after midnight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, nothing really happened. You know, it was just a pretty, you know, you know kind of, I hate to say it, a boring investigation. Well, we spent the night there, and then they moved us to another location uh, while they opened up the the Air House for the event. Mm-hmm. So they had all these ghost hunting groups, you know, staying the weekend there. And throughout the the weekend, I started hearing all these stories about this house, you know, talking about, you know, physical phenomena, you know, uh, women being physically attacked in one of the rooms. Uh, you know, one guy was almost pushed out of the second story window. You know, it's just a lot of this stuff, and I'm just like, oh, this is Interesting, you know, I'd love to go back. Well, after the weekend, we decided to go back. So it was just the three of us. We had the house to ourselves, and um, the house had already been shut down for the day. And so it was a very hot day. So, what this team, what they like to do, Dave and David like to do, is they like to um, investigate alone. Okay. Now, I don't normally investigate alone because for credibility reasons, I want somebody to witness anything, and for sure. safety reasons, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But as long as cameras are on me, I will do it because at least it can validate my experience, hopefully.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
3: Um, so that's what they like to do. They'll put you up in a room, put cameras on you, and then they'll leave you alone in the room. So they, they put me in the room that they call the rape room. Because, yeah, this well I mean they
1: get yeah, right to the point
2: for yeah, so, they let you know what the fuck is going to happen oh, no. wow. so, yeah,
3: so I'm like okay we've you know. got this great room for you sir have fun.
2: by yourself,
0: with yourself with there's just not a, a sign outside is there because if there is I would never go in it oh, shit's directed by Eli
3: Roth here man. good god so, oh. so yeah so they put me alone in this room now I'm going to be honest for the first time in my career I just could not shake this feeling that I did not want to be in this room. Yeah. You know, and I didn't understand this feeling because I've never had that feeling before. I, you could put me in some of the deepest, darkest places and I'd be like, okay, you know, but this for the first time in my career, I just had this feeling. I just could not shake. (sighs) And so they put me in this room and I'm kind of getting mad at myself. You know, I'm having these feelings that I don't want to be there, but I'm trying to tough it up, you know, and, and do this, you know, get through this little investigation that they want to do. And, one of the things that I've always done is I'm no matter what I'm dealing with, you know whether it's very you know tame or it could be very violent or negative. I'm always very respectful. Mm-hmm. I okay. don't believe okay. in taunting you know spirits, especially when you don't know what you're up against. <laughs> yeah, it's not like everybody so, just like no. yelled at. You. Yeah, Yell so it I'm just go. trying to communicate with whatever's there. <laughs> yeah, and I happen to ask, can you give me a sign? And right when I would asked that. The thermal camera flies off the tripod into the air. Uh, Followed by my scream. Yeah, all right. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude! Yeah. Wow.
0: See, that's one reason why. Like, I, I don't think I could because I would scream. It would be like the high pitched scream of like a twelve year old girl, right? And then mine was very we, primal. Yes. Just so oh, we know, yeah. right. sure. <laughs> No, it wouldn't be. And, and and then you would just see me running out, and then dun, that would be dun, the last thing you dun, see me I did yeah. have to pull up one of the little saints. Scott was removed from the production of the video. <laughs>
1: that, As gone. he quit that day, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so well,
3: never talked to. Him that's again. not even the worst of it. Oh, all no. right. So yeah. So they hear me scream. They come up, you know, and check on me, and I'm like, you know, you know, the thermal camera flew off, you know, and and they're like, well, you know, they fix everything. And they're like, do you want to stay? And I'm just like. I'm a little intrigued now, you know, something did happen, but I still have that feeling like I want to get out of this room, but I decided to toughen out. I want to, I want to see if something continues to happen. So I hear them go downstairs, you know, so I'm alone in the room and I hear the front door. So now I'm a little more concerned because You know, I just witnessed physical phenomena and I know about this room, you know, people being physically attacked. The guy was almost thrown out of the second story window. So now I'm a little more concerned about my safety. Yeah. So I start to yell for the guys, you know, and no one's responding and I'm yelling louder and louder, probably even louder than I screamed. All right. Okay. And no one's responding. So I finally had to pull out my cell phone, turn it off of airplane mode. And I texted them because I'm thinking they're outside. They're leaving me completely alone in the house. Yeah, yeah, they were like, you know, and And I just want to make sure if something happens, they've got my back. Yeah. So I text them, you know, and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, I just want to make sure you guys are around. And as soon as I send the text, I hear them yell from upstairs. Are you okay?" And I'm like, wait a minute. How could you guys not hear me yelling? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so David comes up and checks on me and is like, Are you alright? What's going on? And I'm like, I've been yelling for you guys. And like we didn't hear anything. I'm like, how could you not hear me yelling? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so uh, so no that got to be way. really weird. So after that experience, I was just like, you know what? I need to get out of this room because the room was really hot too. Because the the, the house had been shut it's up the for the day, so it's there? like over a hundred degrees <laughs> in this Ouch. room. You know, yeah, not helping. No for way. So uh-huh. I just need to get some air. So I go outside, and as I'm you know outside, I'm doing a, a live Facebook feed. You know, it's talking about my experience, and I'm standing in the driveway of the house. So I'm just behind me, <laughs> like, up in yeah. the room, I can hear Dave in the room now, and he's screaming at the ghost because he's blaming the ghost for what happened to his car now i didn't get into the, the second part of his car yeah, yeah. so like so i he said he was dealing with a, a the slow flat. leak yeah. yeah so the next day he actually was filling up his tires so he could take it into a garage and get it fixed yeah and so he had you know it filling up with air he comes into the uh, dining room and i happen to look out into the driveway and i see his car backing out of the driveway what and I'm like, somebody's stealing his car. Yeah, you know? just jacking his car. In Tacoma, so, that's what I expect. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you're yeah. from so here. So I'm you like can... yelling at him, your car, your car. And he you know, pushes me away and runs out the door. And his car just somehow just got uh, out of the, the lock mode and started going down the hill. Oh. And ooh. just crashed into a tree. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. And he's got this nice, you know, sports car, you know. Had so, <laughs> so now he's upstairs in that room that I just left, and he's yelling at the ghost, blaming the ghost for Agitating what has happened to ghost. his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I can hear this because I'm standing outside. You know, I'm you know doing my live feed. And <laughs> oh, dude! After a while, I hear he's done. You know, but I'm still doing my live feed, and I'm standing out there for a good, you know, 15 minutes. And finally, David comes around the, the porch and says, "Oh, there you are." And I'm like, yeah, here I am. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> He's like, Dave's been running around the house screaming for you. He even screamed out the front door. And I'm like, I didn't hear anything. Yeah. And even everybody on the live feed was like, we didn't hear anything. Oh, that's true. So that was just, for me, one of the most interesting yeah. experiences that something was manipulating the environment that we couldn't hear You Could know, just when people were yelling. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Wow. Right? Yeah,
2: you know there's other cases just throughout history well one when when you said that you know when they say well how come the neighbors didn't hear the gunshots you know things like that I do think there is an evil force out there running around and it's just like another just a creepy most worst thing when kids get kidnapped from their home you know by somebody who's who was just walking through town or something, they just said, oh, "I was drawn to this house. The door was unlocked. I walked in and took the kid and like you know there 's got to be some sort of well, thing out there that intelligence stuff. that that does block things yeah. and control things but it's it's it's
1: living yeah when we've uh our our experiences here the both the ones we were talking about happened on the same day we were downstairs in the event space where we recorded a couple of times um actually a fair amount of times because it 's a nice big open spot. Um Scott was upstairs, uh, yeah. up on this floor, who, working, uh, making some coffee or something. Yeah, I was
0: right in, around the corner. You can hear the coffee grinder going. <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> right someone's grinding right right coffee grinder.
1: Right <laughs> uh, ignore that and the police sirens that you might have heard earlier. But uh, um, yeah, and so I just was, I walked and I went to go use the restroom. And uh, downstairs, using the restroom, and it just felt kind of weird. And when I come back out, the hallway lights are off. And... Uh, I asked Jeff I was like Jeff did you turn off the lights and he's like no and it's literally it was an off day There was nobody else in the building except for the three of us and that was when Scott came down he was like did you go upstairs and I was like no and that was when he caught whatever he caught across his eyes and that was just that whole experience of that day. And that was when it was like, oh yeah, this place, this place has something. <laughs> and it was just that sort of like, like, I mean, I'm getting yeah. goosebumps right well, now because I'm talking about it, it. but it's just kind of cool. a
2: little bit of like, yeah, and it was cold that day in, in the, in, in our podcasting, we all had our hoodies up over. Yeah. Our heads yeah. oh, wow.
3: And it was, it was weird. Well, I would love to do an investigation here. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. I bet
1: you they'd be down for, well, hopefully, I don't know. They haven't uh, said that we should stop talking about how they I haven't feel told haunted. us not to talk about it yet, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> is there a place um, that you
0: would
3: like to go like here locally that you haven't been able to go? Just oh my curious. God. Um, you know, there was a place Uh-oh. I should say because it no longer exists. Really? You know, that's the problem is, you know, a lot of times when you're dealing with historic locations, sometimes time takes over. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, progress takes over. And, uh, there was a place, um, in Seattle, uh, Oh God, I'm trying to think. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. It's been so long since I've talked about this place. Um, it was a illegal gambling den Ooh. in oh. Seattle. I want to say WAMI Club or something like that. Um,
1: oh, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. Down in the uh, the
3: ID, the International District. Uh, it was think. actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind so, of. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, it was in the basements where uh, they were having illegal gambling. <laughs> um, it was a few young men decided to rob them. Yeah, they yeah. They hogtied uh, the people down there and then proceeded to shoot them all in the back of the head. Damn. Mm-hmm. Took the money and ran. Well, one guy survived. Whoa was able to identify them, and then of course uh, they were captured and tried mm-hmm. yeah um, but the thing was is that place uh, due to the cultural belief you know when you're dealing with a lot of Asian cultures, you know they believe that once something traumatic happens in a place like that it 's curse. yeah, you know there's bad juju there, and so they basically had left that spot abandoned wow uh, until unfortunately, uh, I think it was about maybe eight years ago or, or it's uh, been was, yeah it recent, was, the recent decades It so. was a fire. Mm-hmm. and the building burned down and so mm-hmm. now it no longer exists and that was a place i was dying to get into God, and that's like it, it's always that interesting aspect of if it's the building
1: itself or it's the location that they believe is cursed too because at that point i have to imagine that it's it might even be high rises now mm-hmm. you know or some construction might be happening around that no, area man. everything's cleansed by fire there's <laughs> no, exactly. a little sage and you'll be fine
0: with all this um, uh, what
3: about the Pithian Temple have you ever been in there in Tacoma I, I have. Oh, that's an um, awesome. Building. In fact, uh, we had talked about even doing a ghost hunt there. I had heard some Ooh. ghost stories there, and yeah. so that would be a great place to talk, uh, to actually get in, involved in. Um, so that was something we had talked uh, prior to COVID happening. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so a lot of that changed uh, a few things for us. Sure. It makes sense oh, on that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and uh, Steve Dunkelberg explained how they approach that subject of, yeah. of the members. They just call them brothers. Yep. Well, that's
1: live,
3: awesome. I know dead, Steve. Live or dead, yeah. 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 All yeah.
1: those brothers. Yeah, we'll have to have you. Uh, we'll, we'll hook you with Steve Dunkelberger, too. Oh, because I know Steve. I
3: know Steve, yeah. I, I should, think, I I think everybody knows Steve at yeah. yeah, Pretty in much, yes. <laughs> like, does he want to watch from you? He's like the town drunk, right? Everybody knows him. Yeah, well, he does Steve's drunk history. I
1: know that. I know. I know. <laughs> um going into other media stuff you have a new documentary is it coming out soon or what's going on uh, with the first one
3: is out okay perfect yes. perfect so uh it's called parasense mm-hmm. and we are the first I, I it's shocking to me to be the first to actually try and prove physical touch when people have said that they've been you know pushed by a ghost or bitten or scratched or not even just negative you know held by a ghost or mm-hmm. kissed no one's ever tried to prove that because it's such a personal experience you know how do you prove that and that's i mean you've
1: seen i mean i've seen on you know like on tv or something along those lines. usually the dramatizations though but it's like oh i got the scratches across my back oh, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's an evil entity or whatever it is at that point in time so we've seen those but no one's ever tried to like really actually say
3: this is actually a phenomenon
1: yeah. that's interesting. I figured that they would have at this point yeah, in time.
3: I thought so too. And so as I started doing research, what it, what had actually happened? And I'll give you the backstory here. Is I had had numerous cases of people, you know, contacting me saying they've been physically attacked by a ghost. Um, but to me, again, it's you know something you have to take their word for. Mm-hmm. So when I had a young man contact me uh, from Northport, Washington, he said that he was doing some construction work on an abandoned brothel. Uh, and so he said he was upstairs you know doing some work and when he was alone he felt something fondle him huh. you know well hello uh, yeah
0: do, do, <laughs> exactly do you have an address for this place uh, <laughs> uh,
3: Jeff and I have a weekend coming
0: up
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> so again it was just a story that he had told me and I was just like you know that's interesting you know and I I just really got to thinking you know how would I prove that he had that encounter Yeah, And as I started thinking about it and started trying to do some research to figure out how would you prove that I couldn't find anything, nothing was coming up. And so I just started thinking to myself, you know, how would I prove it? You know, and I came up with all these unique experiments and I realized that one of the things I was going to have to do is if I'm going to try and prove touch, I need the full body exposed. So yeah, I got to put them in this place naked. You know, <laughs> get
1: <laughs> <Nicky>. <laughs> So, so here's the deal. We're gonna put you in this house that quite potentially could be haunted. We're gonna take away all of your clothes, and oh. you get to see if the ghost is gonna get fresh. the dark, of yeah.
3: course. Uh, yeah. dark.
2: Right. So, are, are you gonna try like uh, one person, two person, three person in a, in a in a room just to see if if it oh yeah.
3: Wow. oh yeah, we've
2: done all that. this. I, I, I've <laughs> been doing. Yeah.
3: Uh, I have been no, doing this again. research for six years now. Okay. And uh, it's been amazing what we've been nice. able to experience and to validate as well. So, yeah, nudity for me just made sense, you know, mm-hmm. because unfortunately yes. clothes contaminate the experience. If you're going to say, you know, you felt a hand on the on your back and you're wearing a shirt, Who's automatically, say it wasn't it just the, touching? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and again, you have to be able to throw this out to science and say, here's my evidence. And yeah. if they say, well, the guy was wearing a shirt, they're going to say it's contaminated. There's no proof. <laughs> so you have to eliminate that. And so nudity just made sense. And so – Uh, Once I was able to get people willing to get naked and and sit alone in these rooms while we, you know, had equipment set up all around them and did all kinds of different experiments, we were getting results. Things were (laughs) happening. But it was still very challenging for me because, yeah, I was getting interesting readings and, you know, things uh, were registering on the equipment. Um, I still wanted more. So I ended up reaching out to a gentleman, uh, Chad Goodwin, who I had done a a podcast with. He actually was doing a scientific community podcast. Oh, nice. And wanted to talk about fear and ghosts and stuff like that. And so I knew his... His slight interest in the paranormal, even though he wasn't a believer in ghosts, uh, he was still fascinated with the research we were doing. And he loved the way that I thought, you know, because, again, I'm trying to bring more science into this. And so when I reached out to him and I said, hey, how would you try to prove touch? It just really intrigued him. And so he was like, oh, my God, you know, let's do this. And so we actually uh, developed a system that we call it was a system that I was using called Spectre. But we now call it Spectre 2.0 because um, now we are able to track phenomena. And we can see where it's coming from from different directions from a 360. Really? Yeah. This Whoa. is the first time this has ever been done. Wow! So yeah. now we're able to get more solidific scientific evidence to validate these encounters. You know and it's that's just cool. been fascinating yeah. and so now if people do want to see Parasense, uh, it is on the scare network okay yeah, yeah. perfect yeah, yeah.
1: and I, that's I, I know it's available a lot of different places on that so you can check that out that's that is super cool dude like yeah. I think uh, even just to the simple fact and it's got to be like you even saying it's fascinating and exciting just to be able to uh, 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 find a new way to be able to kind of explore this whole thing because having done it for 30 years at this point in time, and even at that point, you know, 24, 25 years, you are, you know, you kind of run the fact that you might run into a little bit of a rut or just even that sort of like, well, we've explored what we all think we've, you know, been able to explore at all. But now you can find something a different way to, mm-hmm. I don't want to say attack the problem, but get into it and be able to find more information. Yeah, I think you're okay. dead on, dude. Um, I think in the past, people have looked at this as an outside
0: Thing. Like, oh, ghosts are these things we need to look at. And the way you're looking at it is, no, we need to look at the people and what they're sensing, right? Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you have sensors monitoring the people. And so like, oh, if someone touches you, we can see what was around you at the time when something touched you. Oh, I think yeah. that's a great way to look at it. Instead mm-hmm. of looking at the building as being haunted, you're watching the people because they're really – the instrument that's sensing the ghosts. I love that. That's a great way to look at it.
1: That also kind of even just triggers off of the fact that a lot of people talking about it's the locations that are the thing. Have you ever had a sense or have to deal with a person that has something like that follow them or where they're like, I've had this
3: experience in multiple locations. And how do you even deal with that? Well, that's a tough one because, um, and, and again, you know, when we first started doing this research, um, I was offered a television series with this research. But they wanted to really push um, the sex- sexual aspect of this. Mm, In fact, it, okay, was, yeah, it was going yeah. by the, – they wanted to <laughs> call it people? sexual what? haunting. Sure. Sexual yeah,
1: you know. hauntings? Yes, oh. that, that's what they wanted to go with. <laughs> I mean, that but, would, people will click on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
3: and that, that was the thing. But the problem was and what I didn't like about that situation was the thing was is If you're dealing with somebody who is going through an event, you know, like the entity case where a woman was being physically raped by a ghost Mm -hmm. or something, you know, and that is already a traumatic experience that that individual is dealing with. Now, for me to do my research, I would need them to be the subject because obviously they are the subject for this encounter. So they wouldn't have to be the subject for the experience uh, experiments. Yeah. Now. You're asking me to ask this person going through a traumatic experience to, hey, are you now willing to get naked in front of the cameras and go through this again for us to witness? relive this traumatic experience.
1: And that's just horrifying. Exactly.
3: And I just was not willing to go down that path. Yeah. You know, if somebody was experiencing that phenomena, um, I would probably want to do it something that's more private for them. Yeah. That's – in their comfort level. Um, because obviously there is that phenomena happening. We want to try and prove it. Um, and so you have to be willing to see what those people that are dealing with that experience are willing to do and you can't push them. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, just the fact that even you're talking about like uh, the entities being um, being respectful to them, you have been respectful to everyone as you're going around for exactly. it. You're not you're not here looking to, uh, you know, make the quick buck running from town to town just to be like, oh, there's goals here. We and then to run around. It's, right. it's you want you started doing it for your own personal fulfillment and you're able to do that. Like, I, I think the fact that. It's more along the lines you wanting to share this with everybody as opposed to make money off of it. Right. Obviously a capitalistic society. You gotta kinda of make a you know, make a living doing what you love. So the fact that you can do that and show people all of this while maintaining that level of dignity and respect, I think that's really something commendable yep. at that aspect. Absolutely. It's
3: well, awesome. I, I do want to point out too, as you as you point out, uh making a living off of this. The only way I make money off of doing anything like this is I make money off of my books, mm-hmm. lecturing, teaching classes. You know, that's where I make... And, and the tours, ghost tours, as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's even talk about... Because you've got the ghost tours up in Seattle. Yeah.
3: So, uh, how long have you been doing that? Uh, gosh we I think 15 years now wow. damn yeah. so, so uh, where
1: exactly do you, do you travel all over in Seattle when you do the tours how does that go about
3: so we have our pioneer ghost tour mm-hmm. so we do a tour of the historic part of Seattle and then I also host the public ghost hunts where I take people oh. ghost hunting on the USS Turner joy oh, nice. on University Heights you know so okay. stuff like that yeah. uh, is what I do and that and again that's where I make my money mm-hmm. I do not make money charging for a ghost hunt You know, I, I, my services are absolutely free because I would never put myself in a position and this is where I don't get it is if somebody is experiencing true paranormal phenomena and they need your help, Mm -hmm. why would you put yourself in a position where they can't afford you? If you're sure, truly looking yeah. for paranormal yeah. phenomena right? yeah. and trying to validate these experiences, why would you limit right. yourself on that? Plus, also, if people are paying for your services, they expect something in return, and you cannot guarantee that in Absolutely. the paranormal world.
1: That's the one thing I was about to say. It's like at that point, yeah, money um, means expectations, exactly. And at that point, it's like, well, if you quote unquote don't deliver, because maybe it's not, maybe it's just a crappy furnace or something along those lines. You know, like, you can't, be, you know, you don't want to get a one star review because you didn't <laughs> give them their full experience but i exactly. still have ghosts he came
0: uh, but i still have ghosts yeah. <laughs> what's up man
2: right um, now um, i was a big fan of the old old stuff like even even the style if there was a dude that was more like a kochak than kochak the night stalker yeah, i remember I'd that show like, yeah right all over the place you yeah. know uh, but you know now that everybody's passed on, you know, like Ed and Lorraine Warren, and contracts are over with, with, and people yeah. have been paid, there's a lot of things coming out that are more personable, more gossip. I, 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 I think does that, um, uh, impact your the way you think about ghosts? Because some of the things that came forward, like they're talking what really happened, you know, th- things like that behind the scene, that maybe the the evidence that first I thought that they were presenting is now askewed skewed because of what I know now. Right. Um, so I tried to adjust my, my, my way of thinking.
3: Well, you, um, you kind of have to do your own research, you know, when you are dealing with, you know, evidence that is out there. You know, one of the things I, I've always asked is when you are looking at evidence, you always got to ask yourself, why was this captured in the first place? Mm-hmm. That's usually your first clue in some of these cases. Right. Now, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, where we come from, our roots, you know, Ed and Lorraine, you know, all the Warrens are, are, are big faces when it came to some of the history in the paranormal field, you know, Dr. Barry Taff uh, and other big names out there. Um, sometimes as you do your research, you, you start to find that, even some researchers can be biased. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the Warrens, you know, their main focus was demonology, you know, everything was demons. Yeah. You know, yeah. no disrespect to them, no. you know, but um, one of the things that, you know, even uh, Hans Holzer, you know, his big research was, you know, focusing on psychics and, you know, and psychic photography. And so a lot of that research can very well be biased.
2: Right. But I, and, I find I, I'm a big uh, bipartisan type of person. And even that, uh, there was that the case and I'm, and I'm not trying to uh, start another subject or anything like that uh but i have i have a point on on this one i'm talking i'm talking <laughs> do it talk, talk <laughs> i never talk um so the zozo entity when ed and lorraine warren's uh, uh nephew i think it is what's what's it oh.
3: johnny's office
2: yeah yeah he said, yes. you know it's nor angel or nor demon it's something older and to me Knowing that his base philosophy was off of his, his parents, that, to have them say, Yeah, it's not demon, it's not angel, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, Ooh, check, you know, check mark to, to help. So I do, even though I don't follow their, their belief system, I do think they're very helpful, even from a skeptical point of well, view, because it checks off a box.
3: As an investigator, you have to go with the root. All right. And Mm -hmm. I've always said, go with what you know and not with what you think you know. If you're going to be scientific in your approach, you can't bring religion into it, Mm -hmm. you know, because obviously then you're being biased. So I'm not going to go into a place where negative activity happens and say, oh, it's a demon. I can't bring that to the table because if that's the case, then I'm bringing religion into it. All right. So I have to go with the fact that obviously there's some negative, you know, Encounters here, you know, people are being attacked. So you have to strip things down to the simplest form whenever you're investigating the paranormal. Find out exactly what is happening and start with that, you know, and that's where, you know, doing the interviews is so important and not, you know, just, oh, hearsay interviews. Yeah, yeah. You need the interviews of the people that are actually having the experiences and start with that as well. So it's really tough when you, you, you know, when I got into this field, you know, there were a lot of people, you know, a lot of cases like, you know, Amityville Horror, you know, oh absolutely, that, that yeah. was the case, you know, oh my God, yeah. you know, I was lucky enough to walk through that house. No. you know was that was that? Like? <laughs> <laughs> It was Just, everybody's face everybody yeah. like, yeah. you went know, <laughs> it was a house <laughs> It was a house that's exactly what it was you know yeah, granted know. And, and that's a prime example you know the Amityville case um, is very well known because the root to the case is true. A young man did go into this house and murder his entire family. Mm -hmm. Right there, that begins this, you know, elements of uh, a real haunting because people tragically and suddenly died Mm -hmm. in this house. Now, is the case true? There's a lot of, you know, yay and nay to this case. A lot of people will say this is fake. You know, um, yeah, the guy did commit, you know, kill his family there. But the, the Lutz, when they moved into that house and claimed that it, it was, you know, haunted, many people will tell you they made it up. Mm-hmm. And there are people that were directly involved in the Lutz that will tell you they made it up. You know, that's the biggest problem we have in this field is you get a lot of these mixed, uh, you know, stories where, you know, some people say, yes, this did happen to me in this house. And some people say, no, it did not. And they both seem very valid. And as a paranormal investigator, you kind of have to take both sides of those stories and get in there and experience it for yourself. And unfortunately, that was one of those locations we didn't have access to. Yeah, yeah. so we can all, can't always validate. You know, yes, the Warrens got to investigate it shortly after. You know, the Lutzes were out of there, but um, it was still very limited information that we are able to receive or even research. You know, because even since yeah, then, gosh. people have lived in that house, and there has not yeah. been any hmm. stories related to what the Lutzes claimed to have had.
1: Maybe they yeah. were able to complete their thing and move
3: That's we what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, They're know. probably
0: just sucking off that psychic energy somehow. <laughs> <laughs> psychic <laughs> vampires. Oh, I'm just joking. I don't know anybody that lives there.
3: But, you know, like <laughs> I said... I got to walk through the house. you know. Luckily for me, I was there at the time when it was for sale and they had an open house. That's pretty cool. So I took advantage of it. I walked through the house. I had my recorder going on in my pocket because they didn't allow photos and stuff because of the history of the house. Yeah, um, They were still very cautious about who was coming in and out of the house. So I had to pretend like I was really interested in buying the house. <laughs> Believe me, I, I probably would have bought I mean, the it's house. I like, yeah, <laughs> like, how interesting were you really? <laughs> <laughs> but to have that opportunity to walk through the house, to walk through each and every room room knowing mm-hmm. what had happened in that house the tragic events let alone the paranormal stuff um it was still pretty cool to walk through the house with my recorder but i didn't get anything you know yeah. i didn't get any evps to say that yes this place is haunted crazy but it's that's crazy. just a just, example like, and, yeah it's another know? one of those and yeah. things
2: just happen just because i mean there, you sure. know there's always just that thing like what if like the most amazing events no matter what you Think that is happens, but nobody saw it because everybody, you, you, you know what I mean. Just that one time, hell opened up on Earth, and it's just like ah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, missed the dream, opportunity. Your dream. camera wasn't going. Yeah, tree yeah. <laughs> falling in
3: the woods sort of thing on
2: yeah, that
1: exactly. aspect. Um, yeah. Um, seriously, Ross Allison, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Really do a, a, just seriously love the fact that you're a wealth of knowledge from this area. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, ser- like we'll, we'll we'll figure out a way, even if it's like one. Because, I mean, Union Club's cool enough to let us record. Well, we'll maybe overnight sort of thing. We'll try to figure that out. We'll talk with them and clear it and everything. But well, yeah, no, I mean, let me know. Keys. I'd be open to it. We do have key cards. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, also, if people are interested, uh, you can go to aghost.org. It's super simple to find it on there. And if people are, like, if they want to make that leap into, you know, volunteering, are they able to volunteer with the organization? Oh, yeah.
3: We have open membership, so people can definitely check us out, and due to COVID, we are still doing online meetings. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little, little more sense, convenient yeah. for folks. Otherwise, we were always meeting up in Seattle every second and fourth Sunday of the month. Nice. Uh, we are a very active group. You know, we travel all over the world. You know, luckily for me, I've been to all 50 states and all over the world. Congratulations. Doing investigations. <laughs> but I do want to point out one other thing, too. If anybody is interested in Parasense, the documentary yes uh do check out our website at ghost.com okay
1: touched by ghost got to- uh, com. oh my god i can't get yeah. through that <laughs> also if you're interested in this and in the tours spookedinseattle.com yep. is the uh is the address for that as well you can check all that out see all the different tours that will be going on and are you still doing the zoom tours as well for the virtual tours and i noticed on the uh, website
3: it said that but, uh not right now okay no, all right, now perfect they've opened things up you know mm-hmm. for public. Yeah. and how we do and that's that yeah i know it's like we've got a couple of like
1: the Tacoma uh, Ghost Tours, oh, well, not I don't know if they're still doing it, but uh, uh, Pretty Gritty Tours, yeah, pretty as well gritty. with Chris Staudinger, yep. um, is doing stuff, and they're hopefully able to uh, maybe get back into Stadium again, uh, the high school because mm-hmm. that's been uh, that's been one they haven't reopened yet for them to do the tours and.
3: Have you uh, have you been able to check out stadium? I haven't. That well, has been another one on my yeah. my wish list. There's there's um. been a
1: couple of videos that I've seen stuff where it's like lockers kind of opened and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And again, at that point it's video. You never know. Exactly. But it, it always it always gets my hackles up and it always gets me excited <laughs> to, you know, get into this all uh, there. So, uh seriously, Ross, thank you so much for coming on and uh, spending a little bit of time with us. Anytime. Now, again, everybody, thank you for listening. If you want to go to GritCityPodcast.com, you can find out all the information on all of our stuff, including our Patreon, which uh, if you had recently just been a part of the Patreon and just followed us, we gave away a gift card to Cactus from Base Hubs. And uh, so uh, congratulations to them. You didn't even have to uh, subscribe to our Patreon. You just had to follow us on that. That's it. And uh, we've got stickers. We've got some, uh, what are those things? Postcards? Yes, we
0: have postcards, stickers, yeah. T-shirts. Yep. I and think we might even have a couple more things to give away at some
1: point. Yeah, we'll maybe. We'll be yeah.
0: live at uh,
1: Crypticon at the end of the month.
3: Oh, we didn't even ask about Crypticon. I was going to ask you if you go to Crypticon at all. I used to. Oh. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I have. I haven't always been able to, to get it into sure. my schedule. But well, yes, May 20th through the 22nd. If yeah. you're
1: there, we've got a room that we'll be having set up. I mean, we can't stay in our room, but you can come hang out and drink with us. <laughs> this is the first <laughs> time we went as a podcast. Yeah, yeah oh, we're cool. going as yeah. a yeah. podcast so, yeah. this year. And uh, really excited for that because, I mean, as you can tell, we're really into the, the macabre. So, uh, no, that's awesome. Love all of that. People can find us there. If you're a patron, just come up and say, hey, we'll be giving out invites for people to come and hang out for a happy hour or something yeah. along those lines. Um, you can find all that information at our uh, like i said gritcitypodcast.com go to our discord you can listen live you can interact with us you can see brogan posting dirty gifts you could be there right now you could be but we might not be <laughs> i don't know when you're listening to us but anyways uh again everybody thank you so much for listening to us next time you can uh oh wait until next time stay gritty you've been listening to the grid city podcast Check them out at gridcitypodcast.com.